Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Currency Exchange, a NatWest Markets podcast all about foreign exchange markets. I'll be your host today, Brian Dangerfield, and I'm the co-head of G10 Epic Strategy here at NatWest Markets. Next week, we're all looking forward to the Fed decision and a couple of surprise interest rate hikes by the Fed's G10 colleagues uh, in the past week has really raised some intrigue about whether the Fed could follow suit with a surprise of their own. Specifically, we're talking about the Bank of Canada and the Reserve Bank of Australia, which each hiked their policy rate by 25 basis points at their early June meetings. So to discuss the Fed, the outlook for the Fed, what we think about next week and beyond in the U.S. economy, I'm very happy to be joined by our chief U.S. economist, Kevin Cummins. Kevin, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. So, Kev, I just want to start off with an easy one. Do you think the Fed hikes at the June meeting or do you think they skip this one? Yeah, I think the Fed skips this one. Um, I think the uh, leadership of the Federal Reserve wants to kind of catch its breath and see how the earlier 500 basis points and tightening over the past 10 FOMC meetings um, starts to impact the economy. And and so I think this is kind of a good stopping point for the time being uh, for them to you know pause at this meeting. So it certainly feels like there's some interest among Fed leadership, especially to maybe take a step back here and take out a little bit of insurance um, at this stage. I do want to ask you about some of the other details of the Fed's decision, because it's not just going to be about the specifics of hike or skip. Um, there's also the, the, the summary of economic projections, there's the dot plot, and then, of course, there's any guidance that the Fed might give uh, in the statement. How are you thinking specifically about the dot plot? Do you think the dot plot's going to evolve to show that Fed members are still thinking about additional interest rate hikes? I do. I think this is one of the meetings, you know, the the Fed historically has kind of used the dot plot when it's convenient. And I think it's a convenient time right now, um, given the backdrop of inflation is probably a little bit more sticky than they're hoping by this point in time, given the uh, speed and, and the magnitude of earlier rate hikes. Um, so I think, you know, I, as I had said, I with a pause here next week, I think it's convenient for them to kind of lean on the dot plot, uh, probably a little more than some other ones. I mean, there's a variety of views from the most hawkish members like Bullard to probably the most dovish members like Goolsby, um, who, you know, have a, have a say at the meeting. And I think that they want to retain as much optionality going forward that they can hike or they could can go on an extended pause or eventually they'll start to probably cut rates. So, you know, I, I think they can use the dot plot this time around to show that they haven't lost their vigilance on inflation and um, that, that if it does remain stickier than they perceive, you know, in the next couple of reports, um, they can resume tightening and they have that flexibility to um, get it going again and, and move rates higher. I think it's right and really important that you highlight flexibility and optionality for the Fed coming out of this meeting. I feel like if you were to try and categorize this meeting in just a few short words, it would be the Fed wants to execute a rate pause without convincing the market that this is the rate pause where the rate is simply not going to move uh, from here. You know, a lot of the Fed guidance earlier in the tightening cycle was let's get the policy rate up to a sufficiently restrictive level as quickly as possible and then leave it there for a sustained period of time. But it certainly feels like now that conversation is shifting a little bit where there is some tolerance for 
maybe we can skip a meeting. Maybe we can slow the pace a little bit further of getting the policy rates at that level. So I think it's super important, like you said, Kevin, that uh, the Fed tries to pair a skip at this meeting uh, with uh, evolution of language to try and suggest that, hey, this is not necessarily the end of the tightening cycle. I think the hawkishness is going to be you know, up and down the press conference. I think they're going to try and really reinforce that optionality. So I do want to ask you about your expectations for the economy and for the Fed. You know, the Fed is, I think, going to probably try and talk a big game about the possibility of hiking again. Do you think that's the most likely outcome? And how are you feeling about both the Fed cycle and the evolution of the economy from here? Yeah. And to hit on the first one, I, I do think that the Fed wants to use the dot plot to signal that they have the option of going again. So I think the median dot for 2023 is likely to be nudged up from where it was in March. Uh, March showed the terminal rate at five and a quarter percent. And I think we're likely to see that nudged up by another 25 basis points to five and a half. Um, but that optionality that we were uh, discussing, I think they're going to show a pretty wide divided committee um, allowing for that sort of best options going forward. So we may see, and and I think the headlines will say, you know, that the committee is really divided in their approach uh, for the remainder of this year and, and the rate hike cycle, that we're likely to see a pretty even dispersion amongst officials of either no hikes, one hike or two hikes. Um, so I think, you know, you're going to get a lot of uh, flexibility from the Fed and what's the best course of action. And I think at this point in time, as you mentioned, they're trying to decide whether or not there are currently at a sufficiently restrictive level. So, you know, they're, they're probably would err on the side of going sooner rather than later and skipping several meetings. Um, but I think, you know, they're going to want to be more data dependent now and they, they'll want to, you know, go meeting to meeting or, um, kind of a report to report to see how things are currently evolving in the economy. And I think, you know, to touch on your second point, I think uh, the inflation backdrop hasn't really shown all that much of an improvement. We've seen some improvement since the middle of last year, you know, if you're looking at year on year changes, um, but the more recent incremental month to month changes, for example, within the CPI, We've had a, a pretty strong string of 0.4s for the most part over the past several months. Um, I think there was a 0.5 that stuck in there as well. Um, and next week on day one of the FOMC meeting, we're likely to get what's going to be a, another difficult report, we think. Uh, in the core, we have it rounding barely up to 0.5, but you know that wouldn't show all that much progress uh, that the Fed wants to see. So I think you know, the current odds that the Fed hikes in June are about 30%. Um, you know, I, I think the Fed has kind of given, starting with the uh, Fed chair back on May 19th, pretty good guidance that he wants to kind of see how things evolve and, and the tightening in um, credit conditions probably does some of the job uh, of, of rate hikes. So, you know, I, I think that they're likely to kind of catch their breath see how things evolve, and then potentially resume rate hikes in July or maybe even September if necessary. Um, but I think they want to show in that dot plot a, a, a variety of options that they can follow here. Um, our own view is that the economy is going to tip into a recession later this year. So with regard to you know inflation, we probably are in 
probably the 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 worst of it has already passed. Um, and I think in the back half of the year, you're likely to see some modest uh, deceleration in inflation. Those year-on-year numbers will come down. Um, presumably, that you know, if rents continue to um, show some signs of moderation, um, and if we're right, the economy tips into a recession. I think it's just a matter of time if, if that you know inflation data start to catch up, and you start to see numbers, you know, giving the Fed more confidence that inflation is going to go back down towards their two percent target over time. So, you know, that, that's our base case, um, and that sort of backdrop. You know, we haven't changed our call. We still think that the Fed's going to the next move from the Fed is going to be down rather than up. Um, and we have, you know, a, a cut by the end of the year, uh, 50 basis points if our forecast for a recession um, is realized. So that's kind of where we stand right now. Yeah, I think you hit on a number of really good points there. Thinking about the meeting coming up really the next uh, the next seven days, it really, sort of, it really feels like that the CPI is going to be the big data point to watch ahead of the Fed. Do you think back to what the RBA in Australia did this week, what Bank of Canada did this week? It really felt like it was a specific event that drove those central banks to make a surprise decision. For the Bank of Canada, it was stronger than expected. First quarter GDP, particularly on the consumption side, which made them think, you know what, from an output gap perspective, we're just not going to get there in terms of inflation. And then for the RBA, they had a surprise, a larger than expected minimum wage hike that was announced in the week before their June meeting. I think it's pretty clear that that played a role as well. So I think you know there's there's certainly differences between those two central banks and what and the Fed and the Fed has clearly been gearing up in this direction in terms of a pause. Uh, but I think the market is really focused on that specific uh, CPI. The Fed doesn't seem to have had that that event risk moment where they say these data have been just way too good and we have no choice but to keep going. The CPI perhaps represents the final moment for that to happen before the June meeting. When you're thinking about CPI next week, Kevin, you mentioned that this number could be a bit disappointing for the Fed who's looking for more progress. Are there any particular categories? And uh, we know we should be watching services inflation. Is that still something you think is going to be uh, what we're looking at here? Yeah, I think you know that's probably Powell, uh, Chair Powell, flagged the you know the course or the services non-housing number in the PCE report and. You know, we get the CPI ahead of the PCE, so everybody kind of looks to the services components within there um, for some guidance on a potential uh, action from the Fed. Um, and you know, as I mentioned, our number on the core, if we're right, it's it's barely a 0.5, but that would be you know signaling you know inflation is moving uh, in the wrong direction here. Um, and even even if our forecast is right, you know we're talking about like five and a half percent year on year core inflation. So that would be, you know, well north of their two percent target. I mean, within the details of the report, um, one of the bigger drivers on our core inflation number is on the good side um, in used car prices. Um, those broke to the upside last month. They were up over almost four and a half percent. And we're looking for another solid gain of about three percent in May, so that would you know contribute to some of the strength that we see um, in May relative to April. Um, but also um, you know rent prices and and that's such a large component. It's about forty percent of the core uh, in the CPI. So um, those two will be very important. We're expecting a little bit of moderation there on the primary rent. 
um, to only a 0.5 after a 0.6 last month. And then the uh, OER, which is the bigger weight within the uh, rent component, um, we have that up again at a 0.5%. And then some of the other um, transportation-related items, you know, the um, airfares and lodging away from home, we're looking for pretty solid gains there too. So, you know, I, I think that could be the difference if you look at April versus this upcoming May report, you may see a little bit more firmness in some of the travel-related services. So I think the market is actually set up pretty well for this Fed meeting with the expectation being that the Fed has you know, set the expectations quite firmly in the direction of they're likely to hold at this meeting, but that the guidance is going to be hawkish and that the dot plot can move up to try and make sure they continue to have that optionality. It'll be super interesting to see how the dollar responds to the CPI. And maybe the way the CPI influences Fed's thinking is how much credibility does the Fed have coming out of that decision? Where if the CPI comes in weaker than expected, um, in addition to the big jump in the initial jobless claims we saw this week and some of the weaker ISM services, maybe the market sees a little bit more comfort in fading this idea that the Fed is. Um, trying to keep that optionality open. If that CPI comes in strong, maybe the market hears that same message from the Fed uh, in a much different light. So I believe that's all the time we have for today. Thank you very much, Kevin, for joining. And thank you, everyone, for listening. If you liked this podcast, please be sure to to like and subscribe uh, to our channel so you can get our latest updates when they're released. Thank you very much.